Hey there. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. My name is Betty. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist, passionate lymphedema advocate, mother, and the voice behind the Lymphedema Podcast. What began as a small passion project in 2019 to provide answers and explanations to people with the lymphatic disease lymphedema has now reached more than 75 countries. Whether you're a patient, caregiver, medical professional, or someone interested in lymphedema, there's an episode here for you. Every week this season, there will be a new episode to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I made this podcast just for you. Disclaimer, if you feel you have lymphedema but have not been diagnosed, please see your medical professional as this podcast is not a replacement for a diagnosis in person, a treatment in person from your certified lymphedema therapist, or a substitution for your doctor's medical advice. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to today's episode of Lymphedema Podcast. Today, I am going to be bringing you a guest who is an occupational therapy student and has just completed her first rotation with a certified lymphedema therapist at a outpatient cancer treatment clinic that treats lymphedema. And we don't really talk about the patient's perspective here on the podcast very much. I know that I'm intentional to talk about patient scenarios, clinicians, and caregivers, but I think it was really cool when I met her and kind of had this conversation of how her experience was, how her clinical was, and that's something I want to highlight because there could be students who are interested in learning more about lymphedema, whether that be PT, OT, SLP, nursing students, doctors, you know, the whole gamut of the medical profession who are kind of learning about it. But when you look at lymphedema treatment from like this 300,000 view or bird's eye view or whatever, it looks really big, broad, and kind of scary. So we're going to dial it down and have a chat with Addison today and just see what her perspective was as an OT student going into this clinical Um, So Addison, welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm really happy to have you joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. You're welcome. I know that we had kind of talked about the podcast a little bit when I had come into the clinic and it was fun that you were like, yeah, I would be super excited. There's not a lot of people who are like, yeah, interview me and let me, you know, be on a podcast, but this is going to be a good conversation. I think um, just in my little bit of time meeting you and seeing you in the clinic, you seem like you enjoyed the rotation. I did. Um, are you still at that rotation right now? No. So I actually finished that rotation about a week ago and I've moved on to my pediatric rotation. Awesome. So that's good because at this time, that means you have done all the, you've completed the rotation and there's not like some surprise at the end or something that you're waiting for. Um, all right, let's go ahead. Had you known about lymphedema before you took this rotation? So before occupational therapy school, I had no idea lymphedema was a thing. Um, And then what I realized is there's a lot more areas that I had no idea existed. And luckily OT school brought those to light. Um, So we had like a couple of crash course days in lymphedema. So one class, our first year, we had one day where a CLT came in and talked to us and demonstrated 
um, a full arm MLC on a classmate. And so we got that little introduction to it. And then we had a class called Adults Interventions this past semester before we all went on our fieldwork rotations where it was literally a crash course. And they kind of gave us a worksheet. We went around the room and looked at kind of the common assessments or interventions or that sort of thing you see in lymphedema. And at the time, I actually was supposed to be going on a different clinical for my adults rotation. They ended up getting canceled, which is how I ended up at my um, lymphedema rotation. So I was like, oh, like, I don't even need to worry about this. Like, yeah, I'll look at it, but like, I don't need to remember this. Joke's on me because not even a couple days later, I got the email saying I was going to be with a CLT for my rotation. And I was like, man, I really should have paid attention. So I kind of went in. I had a little bit, like two days worth of prior knowledge. Um, but other than that, I really went in just willing to learn everything I could because I had no idea. I love that. Uh, you're going to be a great OTD just because of the thing you just said, that you went into it willing to learn. So automatically five gold stars to you because <laughs> there are clinicians, there's medical professionals. I mean, we're all, you know, we come from different backgrounds and things where <clears throat> they'll just go, nope, not for me, pass. Or no, I'd really rather not. I want to do this or whatever. But having an open mind is already going to make you a great OTD. So I'm glad you went into it with that mindset. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into what was your first day like? I think okay. that would be a fun story. Okay. Um, so I was super intimidated because it is, um, you know, working with cancer patients and I have not had anyone in my family or close to me that's dealt with that. So I kind of went in thinking about like all those factors that go into working with cancer patients. That's a good point. So not only is it a lymphedema rotation, it's an oncology rotation. So that's yeah. double whammy a little bit, right? It was. Um, I was just, I was kind of thrown in and it, it took a lot of time um, just getting to know the patients. That was my main goal for multiple weeks because I mean, you're kind of all up in someone's business. Like you get down to the nitty gritty um, and at some cases you see them at their worst and in a very vulnerable time. Um, so a lot of that first day, first couple of weeks, was just getting to know people but like I go in I was so scared to park in the parking garage because I'm kind of I like to have all my ducks in a row and so when I went in I was like I want to know where I was parking how to get in all that stuff they gave me the whole HR rundown like I felt like a little fish in a giant pond you know like like what in the world I went from knowing I mean I went to the same classes with with the same 50 people every single day for the past year and a half right. to not knowing a single soul this giant um place um yeah so it was a lot of introductions and then I, we were just thrown right into it with evals and mlcs and manual therapy all the things and i was just trying to soak it in i had my notebook and was just writing down as much as i could trying to go home and like remember like research words that i'd heard or um things because you know at some point i didn't want to like stop the therapist i was with and ask questions, you know, while they're like treating a patient, there's, you know, had to figure out the timing of that too, but it was definitely, it was a whirlwind. Like I came home and I think I was so tired. I went to bed at like seven 30. Like I was like, I'm down for the count. That sounds like a day one. Sounds <laughs> like a classic day one. Where am I going? What are you saying? And now I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> 
So when I met you, you had no notebook. So you clearly caught on and your OT had great things to say about you just in those couple times I was up there. Um, what, what did you find most interesting about the, the lymphedema rotation? What I loved um, was kind of, you have to be kind of a detective. So you kind of have to figure out, you know, what's causing it um, or kind of what could have caused the issue. So we'd be like coming through medical records and we're reading like doctor's notes and all those things. So, and I love true crime. So I kind of felt like I was a detective in that. Um, another thing was that I liked how procedural it was, how I did a lot of the same thing, but I could switch it up. Like there were some points that patients would be like, Addison, are you okay? You like zoned out. They're like, I can tell you are like concentrating on this wrap because I just like be in the zone going through and through. Um, so yeah, those are some things that I definitely enjoyed about it and kind of had to and now it took me a while to get those things down. Like I would go home, they gave me a bag of supplies that I got to go home with practice with. And my husband was definitely my guinea pig. He got wrapped multiple, multiple times. And then I'd like wrap him and he was like, wait, how long do I have to stay in this? I was like, oh, I can take it off and do it again. But he would like have his leg propped up on the coffee table or like his arm. And he's like FaceTiming his, our friends. Being like, <laughs> what Adam's doing to me? What a trooper. I know he... Yeah, I did all my manual therapy things, all the things he got. He was almost going through it with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. So in your rotation, so we talked about, you know, what you enjoyed the most. What is a patient story that has encouraged you as a little baby student OT? Um, and what is something that you think you'll take with you? Like what's a nugget? from this rotation that you'll take with you into your career? Um, so a patient story, there's kind of two that stick out with me. There was one that um, he was like one of the first evals that I got to see. And they started him one of my first days and I got to slowly, he was like my biggest fan. Let me practice all my skills on him was so kind about when like, um, giving maybe criticism, not criticism, but like feedback on the wrap. Constructive what, feedback. Yes, constructive feedback um, about things I could do. And he was one of the ones that was like, you are so focused right now. I was like, yeah, y'all could have a full conversation. I wouldn't even know what was going on. Um, and then we got to like, I got to follow him through every step. So then I got to see him like, see the plateau in his measurements. I got to see him get in his compression garments and his follow-up and just getting to see him discharge and like, see the complete um, beginning to end because I was there for 12 weeks. So some patients I got to see that through, but getting to be hands-on with a patient and like feel like I was part of that process was an awesome thing to see. And then also another patient who is near and dear to my heart. She um, is actively going through cancer treatment and chemo mastectomy um, was going through radiation while we were treating her. So we were doing both oncology rehab and um, lymphedema treatment on her. Um, she was having some swelling and radiation was uh, absolutely kicking. It was, it was kicking her. And she told us that the one highlight she had was getting to come and see us. Like we were some of the friendly faces she got to see as she went through her five weeks of 
radiation every single day. Um, and then on my, so I didn't get to see her my last day, but that Wednesday before was the last time I got to see her. And she um, was like, oh my God, you know, just we were getting to talk. And because I loved, I'm a talker. I love to talk to my patients. That, and I say I'm kind of a chronic oversharer. So they learned all about my life while I was there. Like they were, I was all up in their business. They knew all about my business. Um, and so I was sad I wasn't going to see her on my last day, but she was going to see the other therapist. And she's like, you know what? I'll stop by and make sure I get to say goodbye to you. I was like, awesome. So my last day she came by and like had made me a little goodie bag and just told me how much it had meant to like get to know me. And that I was able to treat her and kind of walk her through the season because it was also that week she finished her last radiation treatment. And so it was like a big celebration and we both like teared up and like I tried to keep together because I was with another patient that I was about to get back in the room with. So, but it just, I talked to my mom and my sister about it afterwards and they were like, Addison, as hard as clinicals can be and radiation can be, you know, cramming all this knowledge, trying to figure out all the things, they were like, just that one patient made it worth it. You know, if I was just able to help one patient throughout my 12 weeks, that makes it worth it. And so that's something that goes along with like what I took away from it. Like I could have had an awful week um, or felt like I wasn't my best or I wasn't in a good head speed or head space, but just having one patient tell me the difference I made just made all the difference and like made it all worth it. That is really sweet. And it's one of my favorite things about the profession that we're in. And I know that my discipline is PT and your discipline is OT, but still we have a common ground. We're helping patients, you know, regain mobility and independence, range of motion, all those things. And while we focus on different aspects um, and some of it overlaps, like as seal, if you were a CLT and you were in a CLT, um, rotation, even though we both treat lymphedema, it's a little bit different, but that commonality of truly getting to help patients and in, in the full span, and I don't want to like discount the other settings, but I find that in lymphedema care, the patients are so incredibly appreciative, um, yeah. And there are some who are not, so please don't get it twisted. There are some of them who are like not wearing it, not doing it. It's going to go away. I don't believe you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So don't get it twisted. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, everyone is so nice and compliant and agreeable. They're not. Uh, but the ones who really get it and want to have that education and that knowledge, they literally see that clinician, they see you as like an answer to their prayer or even just like that key that they're missing. So like, how come my doctor doesn't understand this? How come they don't know more about this? And you're, you know, you're able to maybe educate the doctor if you can build that relationship. And then you're educating that patient, their family, that may encourage a family member, their granddaughter or their niece to go into that field or to get that certification. And so I see it as a huge domino effect in what we do that when you go in and you are that kind, caring face, and it's not just about being a caring face, like anyone can walk around and smile at people, but like being genuinely 
passionate and caring and providing that good patient care, then it sparks some sort of fire of either encouraging them or encouraging the people who are around them. Um, I myself can remember family members. So say I was working with someone's mother. Well, then a few visits in their daughter would come to the visit and be like, you are like changing my mom's life. Thank you so much for how much you've helped her. And you just see that. And then like, maybe they're an RN. They're like, well, my daughter is an RN student and she's going to learn about lymphedema now because of how you're helping her. It's like those moments like that, you can't replace those and you'll take those with you forever. They're in there. They're just priceless. Yeah. And I, I had an amazing experience. All my patients were truly wonderful. Everyone I got to interact, they were so willing to help me learn throughout the process. We also had a lot of teachers, which was cool because all of them were, of course, super willing to let a student work on them. Um, but yeah, it's what I, is one of the biggest takeaways is how appreciative for sure the patients were because now I'm kind of with the kiddos and they can't necessarily vocalize and you see, you don't see progress as quickly as I saw it my last rotation. So, you know, I got to see progress super quickly within a couple of like, within a couple of days, I got, I could see a measurable difference. Yeah seeing fast results. And I also think that helps with the motivation of the patients as well. When they got to hear that they were losing all this fluid, they were like, oh man, like let's get into high gear. I'm into this all of a sudden. I hope you're enjoying listening to this episode so far. I want to jump in and tell you guys that you should be definitely checking out the sponsors who support Lymphedema Podcast. This year, our sponsors are Eros Medical, Play, which is Pediatric Lymphedema Alliance, Medi, and Juzo. Go check out their websites, go check out their Instagrams and their social medias, and find them so that they can help you power through your lymphedema journey. Yeah, results definitely encourage compliance. And when it's a, it's like losing weight, right? Like, that's why everybody wants like a diet pill or a quick fix or liposuction or something. They'd rather go through something that's painful and quick than working out every day for a year and fixing habits. Like it's just that I mean, it's semi-immediate results that are really encouraging. Mm -hmm. Speaking of encouraging, how would you encourage another student? So I'm not just going to limit it to OT, but any of um, the disciplines, if they're given maybe a lymphedema rotation and they're not happy about it or they weren't expecting it how would you encourage them um so it was definitely unexpected for me um I can't it was not an area of interest to begin with but here I am and I absolutely loved every second um I would say to any future students who might be going into this be open-minded because I went in that first day and I was just willing, I was just willing to learn whatever they would teach me and trying to soak it all in. And I think that made all the difference was just being open because we, as a student, I knew very little about what actually went on in a treatment session. And so getting to see that other side of it, it made all the difference for me. And it truly, what made me so interested in it throughout my rotation, um, So being open-minded and then also being okay with going home and practicing. Find a friend, a roommate, a significant other, your dog, I don't know, someone, something 
to practice on and just put in a little bit of the work because my fieldwork educator um, on my last day, we did my big like evaluation how I did. And he was like, I could tell you went home and practiced. He was like, that's apparent. And that shows that you were interested in it. Like whether it's what I wanted to do in my future career or not, you have to, you have to be interested in it. You know, you're going to be in it for a long time. Um, but don't be discouraged if it wasn't something you initially picked because I think it kind of, everything kind of sounds cheesy, but like happens for a reason. Like I learned a lot through that rotation and I was supposed to be there, um, for a purpose, whether it was just for one patient or just to gain that knowledge and take it on to my future practice. That's perfect. Great perspective from you. Great perspective. <laughs> so do you think you'll have any interest in pursuing your CLT certification? Honestly, yes. And I probably would not have said that 12 weeks ago. Um, I absolutely loved it. Again, I loved kind of the step-by-steps, the procedure I could follow, but also I could add in different things. Like I could add in foam or chip, you know, add different things to make it customizable for every patient. I still had a little creativity and freedom within that. Um, So honestly, yes, I was thinking about, I, we have to do a capstone project our third year that has to fill up with a, we have to fill with a bunch of hours. Like it's 560 hours we have to fill. And I was like, maybe I could get my CLT, but turns out you have to, you have to graduate before you can get that. So unfortunately I cannot, but I was definitely, it's definitely on my list of possibilities. And I tell people, they tell you, you go into OT school with something in mind, like a field you think you're going to work in and it's going to change before you graduate. And I, that has happened. And I've realized I can be happy in a lot of different areas of OT. I like majority of all the aspects that we can go in. Um, but yeah, my heart, lymphedema definitely has a place in my heart after those past 12 weeks. And I feel like I want to like tell everyone about it. I have a bunch of friends that are also in like med school or graduate school of some sort, like nursing. Um, and I'm like, have y'all heard of lymphedema? Do y'all want a crash course? I'm now, I'm like, I have now spent 12 weeks in that world. Like, let me tell, let me tell you, no one knows about it. So here I am. I'll be the spokesperson. I'm a baby expert. Yeah. baby expert. I really love that. Um, and I think that's what it takes, right? So I think it takes someone becoming a little bit interested in it and then maybe you kind of become passionate about it, but that initial interest, um, and then sharing that information. So I go to the like college of dentistry Mm -hmm. clinic here, um, in central Arkansas and, I was in there the other day and this is the first time I wasn't like numbed up and drooling and mouth wide open. Oh, yeah. And she was talking about her research paper and she was doing it over some form of bone cancer and like dental procedures. And I just said, have you ever heard about lymphedema or have you ever had a patient who had had head and neck cancers? She's like, no. And I'm, I literally giggled and was like, let me tell you. and from that conversation just from me going hey have you ever heard about this and she's in dental school uh she's like in her residency or something she's going to connect me with like her clinical director and I might like get to go present to some dentists right so 
just being able to bring it up to people. I've literally asked cops before, have you ever pulled anyone over whose arm was swollen and they like had a big wrap on or a garment? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, at least I still only have lymphedema. And you know, just whatever. I like, <laughs> literally can throw it into any, any scenario. Um, <clears throat> and I think that's cool that you like talk to your friends about it. And I can tell that that rotation influenced you. And I think that's really cool. Yes, I absolutely loved every second. So grateful that I got to spend 12 weeks in such a specialized area. And I also got to go back and um, I had a Zoom call with our first years in the program. They're getting ready to do their first two-week rotations. So they're all a little nervous, like don't know what to expect. And so our um, fieldwork coordinator was like, hey, Addison, I know you're kind of in a more like medical-minded clinic. Um, would you come and like kind of ease their worries and kind of help them go through like the psychosocial factors that might be impacting their patients they were having a hard time with that so I got to talk to him and it kind of then turned into like from psychosocial factors and a medical model to lymphedema and oncology rehab and so they were asking me all these questions and my professor told me she was like Addison after we had that zoom call I had three people email me ask to add lymphedema and oncology rehab onto their preference list for their fieldwork rotations. So she was like, you, you must have said something that sold everyone on this setting. She was like, because they were wanting to change their preferences. I love that. That's what happened to me. So just to be, make it kind of relatable, going through my program and when you meet the outgoing graduating students and you're the incoming student, um, I remember the like top girl in the class. <clears throat> I just remember she, they talked about like, she was like the go-getter, right? She was like, had the best clinical, she had the best grades. And like, you could just tell who she was when you walked in to meet the class. Right. And I just asked her, I was like, Hey, when, like, which rotations did you go on? And she told me, and I was like, yep. Number one. Yep. Number two. Yep. I want to go everywhere. She went <laughs> and, um, hers, one of hers was wound care. And I think one of them may have had a lymphedema therapist in it. Um, but it was more like wound care plus a little lymphedema treatment. And then I didn't really get lymphedema until later, the education and interest in it, but still like, it's that influence. Like whenever you talk about how great, if someone's like, this was a terrible rotation, you never want to do it. Then they're always going to be like scared, stay away. I don't want to do this. So I think you did the best thing you probably could have of just sharing your honest opinion and encouraging them. And that's kind of the way it's going to be for the rest of your career. It's just, if, even if you don't go into lymphedema full-time and it's just sharing like that information and having that positive light on it, because sometimes people look at lymphedema treatment as like big and scary. And yeah, I mean, because sometimes the patients, when they come in, their limbs are big and scary and unknown. And it's mm -hmm. hard to like wrap your mind around what is the plan of action, but it's so worth it. And I just want to encourage you. I think you're going to make a fabulous OTD. I hope one day <clears throat> I'm running into you at lymphedema conferences <laughs> where you get your CLT and you sign up for camp, watch me, and you can like come be a camp therapist one summer, because I know that you're going to be great. You're welcome. Well, any other encouraging words you have for any students who might be listening or any other just interesting, fun story from your rotation you want to close out with? 
Okay, one thing I was not expecting that I absolutely fell in love with was getting to talk to all the vendors. That is something I didn't know was a perk of lymphedema treatment and being with a CLT, but we got we got to meet some awesome people through that and I got all the free snacks and goodies. And that was just such a fun part. It was just a little cherry on top that I got not to got to not only like talk to the experts about these tools that we were utilizing for our patients, but also I got a little fun treat out of it. So that's another perk for any students. You might get to talk to some fun vendors and get to hear the experts. Yeah, you never know what kind of goodies they're going to bring through. Yeah, it was my favorite part. <laughs> um. That's always a bonus. I mean, I was raised Southern Baptist. So anytime there's like potluck or free food, I'm like me, I'm in. (laughs) I'll take some of that. All right, Addison, I appreciate you. Um, And if anyone is interested more in adding, you know, lymphedema to their clinical rotations or information on that, I would just encourage you to talk to your CI and probably not CI because that's when you're already in clinic. So your instructor, so talk to your instructors and your program and research in your area. If you have any clinics who have lymphedema treatment, not everyone has, um, like we live in Arkansas. So Arkansas lymphedema clinic is an actual thing. So in, in little rock, they actually <laughs> So not everyone is going to have like the New York lymphedema clinic um, or whatever. So you have to kind of look around and see what kind of facilities or centers provide lymphedema treatment as one of their options. And you may have to do a little research, but it could be so worth it. And if you're looking for a CLT, there's a whole bunch of area. um, There's a whole bunch of resources to look in your area through either the Lana website, the ACOLS website, close training, I think has their own directory as well. Um, and for the most part, you can find those on the resources page for the podcast. I try to keep that on the link all the way, all the time so that people can go in there and look either by state or radius and location and things like that. So if you're interested, you can do some research and then take it to your professors and ask them to add that to the rotation. Um, and if you're just in general interested in lymphedema, you've already found the podcast because you're listening to this episode, you can go back and listen to some more episodes about patient stories or what is primary lymphedema or what is secondary lymphedema and just get an understanding of the various ways that your license can be used with lymphedema management because I never felt um, restricted in my career, uh, without being a CLT. So I was a PTA and I tried a whole bunch of different settings. So I've done inpatient, outpatient, LTAC, SNF, sports therapy, you know, day rehab, all these things. So I tried a bunch of different settings and I, I loved all of them. There wasn't anything I didn't love. And then when I found lymphedema management, it in some ways brought all of that together because those patients will have all of those things, but they will likely also have lymphedema. Well, obviously if you're seeing them, they have lymphedema, but they will have lymphedema and all these things. So you're not ever just limited to treating one thing. Um, You can treat a variety of things. You can treat part-time lymphedema in your clinic, or you can just dedicate all your services to lymphedema. 
And so it's not anything that's going to put you in a corner. Personally, think the certification for lymphedema opens up so many avenues for you because you can do it in pediatrics. You can do it in sports rehab centers. You can do it inpatient, outpatient at hospital treatment centers, and you can do it in pediatrics. There's really not a place that you can't apply it in addition to your expertise and license already. So that's my soapbox on lymphedema. I think everyone, I mean, not everyone can get certified, but I think everyone should be open-minded to it and just continue to give it a chance. If that's, if that's a good way of putting it. Absolutely. All right, Addison, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And good luck with your pediatric rotation. Mother Teresa says loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about our topic today. Remember, if there's a topic you're looking for, the website has a full library of podcasts. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.